0: Welcome to Prompt Health Podcast. Here at Prompt Health, we're touching on all of the trends and topics relevant today in health and wellness. Each and every week, we chat with health experts in medical, holistic, and allied health and wellness so they may share their wisdom with you. We believe everyone's journey in health and wellness should be personalized for them as one size does not fit all. Make sure you check out prompthealth.ca to see how we personally are combating some of the inefficiencies within the healthcare system. Without further ado, I'm Heidi, and this journey to the healthier you can begin right now. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Prompt Health Podcast. We are starting 2021 with a focus on the most important thing which is our overall health and well-being. We like to focus on prevention of the disease rather than treatment and we'll be talking to different health experts about all aspects of preventative health. As for the agenda today, we had the pleasure to connect with Dr. Natalie Chai. Dr. Natalie Chai is a board-certified optometrist Outside from providing comprehensive routine eye examination and managing ocular disease, she has a special interest in the niches of dry eye disease and myopia management. These niches are beginning to gain a lot of traction nowadays as people are beginning to understand its potential impact on everyday life. The lifestyle changes from COVID-19 has not been kind to our eyes. In fact, eye doctors are seeing an increase in patients starting to notice the implications of their dry eye symptoms or starting to express their concern that their child's prescription has jumped significantly in only three months since starting online schooling. Prevention is our best medicine and it starts with the joint awareness and education from professionals as well as the proactive execution of the doctor's recommendations from the patient. When someone has both signs and symptoms of dry eye disease or myopia, the exciting thing is that there are multiple new strategies that eye doctors have access to to help their patients. It's an exciting space to be for optometry. Dr. Natalie Chai is excited to share what optometrists can do for their patients outside from prescribing glasses and contact lenses. Now, without further ado, let's get started with Dr. Natalie here. Natalie? Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for joining Uh, us. No problem. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of of course. So we are in the beginning of a new year and we like to talk about uh, all kinds of prevention, and you being the eye doctor it's great because i think people can learn a lot about preventative eye health for 2021 right. and that's how we like to start this conversation um, so we are all familiar with you know optometrists and prescribing glasses contact lenses All of that, but what are some of the important topics that you see in eye health and vision care for 2021 as we still navigate through COVID 19?
1: Right. Yeah, that's a really complex question, but it's kind of (laughs) in the name. Um, so as you can see the name of the topic here at that, uh, we've chosen to talk about is dry eye disease and myopia management. Yes. Um, and on first glance, it seems as if they're two total different things, but it's actually uh, there's a good connection between them, and I'll kind of explain it as we move along. But certainly, with COVID-19, I'm sure all of us, uh, or you know close to all of us have increased our screen time. Significantly, especially when the mandate was that uh, anybody who could uh, work from home was forced to work from home, so that meant increased screen time um, for both adults and children. Because, of course, with children as well, there was at the beginning of it all, back in March of you know this year, um, you know, everything was transferred over to online classes for children.
0: That's right. That was
1: different, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, you know with having increased stare time is what I call it, the staring time at uh, screens, it increases our risk for dry eye disease for both, again, adults and children. Mm -hmm. And then with that being said too, there's another element of, you know, myopia. So myopia is, we know, most of us know that more as nearsightedness. And so we know that being indoors, uh, having a close, close encasement with environment and less time outdoors, it increases the risk factors for our children to have um, higher prescription. So those mm-hmm. are definitely the two biggest things that I, I see as a possible, uh, you know, with a huge contender when it comes to, um, you know, eye health and preventative eye health.
0: Oh, wow. I never thought about that. Interesting. And why is uh, dry eye now classified as a disease?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. So if we were to unpack that a little bit more, if we were to uh, Google search, you know, what is the definition for disease, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, go- uh, Google search, it's, uh, it definitely says it's a disorder of structure or function in mm-hmm. a human. Um, and so uh, with that being said, with dry eye disease, we know that there is a disorder of both structure and function. Um, the, the, the challenge with dry eye is that it's fairly gradual. So meaning that we don't know there's a problem unless until it is too late when there has been significant damage that has been done to the tissues. Um, and the human body, as you probably all know, is is fantastic at uh, you know adapting to almost anything. It's just crazy how well our bodies can adapt to anything. Um, of course, up until to a certain point. So that being said, as a disease, we know that um, the structure changes and therefore down the road, if not now, we just know it's just a matter of time where it starts to affect our, our daily life. And that's a lot of the patients that I'm seeing now is that their eyes are bothering them. They can't do their routine uh, daily you know, uh, activities like work or your things like reading or watching TV becomes actually uh, difficult. And at times, can mm-hmm. get worse to the point where it's very depressing uh, for them because mm-hmm. they can't go out and uh, you know, meet with people. People mm-hmm. always say, hey, you look like you're crying or, you know, you're always on drugs because, you know, you're on the yeah. bed. So yeah. it really affects, you know, their social life, and it can be a very depressing state for them. Um, so with that being said, yeah, disease. Uh, disease also means that it's not supposed to happen. There's something abnormal going on. So it's uh, it's it's now that hey it's not that you have dry eye it's now you have a disease now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting because you're you're so right, our, and this is these are all the things that we don't think about on a daily basis. But mm-hmm. uh, our stare time has increased, you know, a lot uh, by working at home and not being able to do a lot outside. Um, so definitely affects all aspects of health, including our eye health. And what is um, myopia management and why is it so important to think about it in the new year?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, myopia is another word for nearsightedness and mm-hmm. uh, so manage it's in the name. So we're able to, to a certain extent manage um, and there's another term for it to control. So there's myopia control as well. So, um, What's been happening, and uh, is that we know now through research is that myopia is a an issue, especially with our children now and going into into the future um, because a, a lot of parents say like, "Oh, you know, what's the big deal? you know I'm nearsighted <laughs> you know this has never been uh, brought up to me as a child that this is an issue, but now it is, and the reason for that is that myopia, the reason why. Um, a person's prescription increases is not so much that, hey, your, your prescription is getting stronger, but it's more physiological that your eye, um, as you grow, especially when you're a child going into your teenage years and early adulthood, grows as well, so elongates. Mm-hmm. And with that, we know that with a longer eyeball over time, it increases your risk factor for a lot of possible blinding eye diseases down the road. Um, some of those things are you know, glaucoma It increases your risk for cataracts, retinal attachment, which is definitely a blinding condition. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. something, something called myopic maculopathy, which is the uh, cause of blinding, blindness, actually, when it comes to myopia. Um, and the scary thing is, you know, a lot of uh, questions that I have from pa- parents is that, hey, uh, is there a safe amount of nearsightedness or myopia Mm -hmm. and we know now that there's none (laughs) there's no safe you know Mm -hmm. number any myopia is actually relatively harmful um the risk factor increases quite significantly even from like somebody who has a minus one prescription to even a minus three prescription and increases by you know twofold fourfold or even 40 times higher so it's a it's a pandemic it's a pandemic for sure a different pandem- pandemic. Pandemic, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> when we're talking about mm-hmm. that, we can't mm-hmm. really see until we go into the future. Um, and so, with the management, there are different strategies that we can we can use nowadays, where we can, uh, at, to a certain extent, again, control and manage how quickly a child's prescription increases by the time that they are, say, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: very, very, very fascinating. This is an area that, you know, I don't know a lot about. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always very cool to learn um, so much information. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we talked about dry eye disease. Um, What are some of the tips you can provide us to prevent some of the signs and symptoms of dry eye disease?
1: That's a great question. And it's easier said than done, especially with COVID nowadays. Mm -hmm. We're all on, uh, you know, schedules and timelines and quote, uh, goals, right? But some of the few things uh, that is really in our control because with anything, um, we can only control what we can, right? So the first one I would say, uh, Mm -hmm. especially with adults for sure is to, you know, visual hygiene. So uh, I don't know if uh, you've heard of the 20-20-20 rule, um, but what that stands for is that every 20 minutes, take 20 seconds to look at something 20 feet away. So again, it's just trying to um, have you more mindful of your behavior when it comes to using your eyes because we've we've all been in the situation where we're just working away, and before we know it, a few hours have passed by right with us not even knowing that um, yeah and with that being said, our blink
0: mm-hmm.
1: rate significantly goes down, so when our we aren't blinking as much. Uh, what happens is that the structure and the chemistry of the tears and all the tissues in our eyes change again over time slowly. That causes our eyes to become really, really dry. Um, the second thing that I always, you know, especially being in Edmonton, uh, it's really dry. Is a humidifier, uh, you know, in terms of uh, in every room if possible, or in the room that you that you work out of primarily. That has a huge effect too. Um, you know, now it's winter, so we're increasing, you know, turning on the furnaces with streams of air and being able to be mindful of decreasing direct streams of air blowing in our faces. That's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. with us all wearing masks, that's a big one too, is that we should definitely make sure that the mask that we have chosen to wear or, or that we choose uh, that, that we're wearing is that we want to ensure a good seal of the mask around her nose bridge so mm-hmm. that when you're breathing, you know, the air is not being forced into your eyes. So again, a direct stream. Um, and then, of course, with the holistic part and prevention is just staying hydrated, um, having good eating habits and sleeping habits, uh, for sure. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. if you are somebody who already uses eye drops, uh, my recommendation always is to use a a non preserved uh, formulation. So there's no preservatives in the eye drops because uh, I've been finding that a lot of people are starting to have a huge, um, I guess, oversensitivity to the preservatives found in a lot of over the counter eye drops. So definitely finding something that has uh, less of a chemical basis or toxicity can certainly help. Um, And also Mm -hmm. for for women, especially, is to have good lid hygiene. So making sure that you're removing your eye makeup entirely uh, before you go to bed, Uh, including your face as well, because a lot of the powders and the foundation that we use on our faces can, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, magically, um, you know, find its way to our tear film as well. Sometimes Uh, there's a lot of debris that I find a lot, a lot of times in women's tear film. That's really, uh, yeah, there's like powders for sure. Um, and I guess that the last thing that I always encourage is just to visit your eye doctor routinely, um, you know, because we usually change, see changes in tissue and structure way before someone starts noticing the symptoms. Um, and so, again, that's mm-hmm. the that's the hardest part with preventative care or healthcare care in general is that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we don't see it necessarily that the problem we're preventing it to happen. So, uh, you know, the motivation kind of has to be there. For, for action to take place and one of them is having your eye doctor tell you that hey I'm noticing this therefore hey try this right so yeah those are kind of the the biggest parts uh, oh. tips that I can I can uh, offer
0: well that was yeah. a huge list and so helpful I'm definitely going to try the 2020 <laughs> I, I never yeah. thought about that <laughs> And I definitely, you know, um, suffer from stare yes, time, for sure. All of us. <laughs> absolutely. All of us, absolutely. Yes. And uh, we touched up on myopia. What are some tips you can provide parents in preventing and managing the increasing prevalence of myopia for their, ch- for their child right. or children?
1: Um, you know, again, it's... Getting educated, that's the biggest part because uh, parents certainly have to understand what the risk factors are. And, you know, you can uh, find that out through a quick Google search. There's a lot of great articles um, on myopia uh, management and the risk factors. Um, Of course, from a a good source. And, of course, asking questions, again, for your eye doctor, they should be able to to tell you some of the things to watch out for. Um, The interesting thing is actually getting your kids outside um, you know, going back to the old days where, you know, without, <laughs> you know, screens or anything, just get your kids mm-hmm. outside. We know that um, just a cumulative time outside of just one or even two hours a day has a preventative effect of decreasing your child's risk factor for myopia, um, and which is you know, sometimes it's it's hard now, especially because it is colder outside, but hey, you know, accumulative, I mean, maybe 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, right, uh, during during the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and of course, with that, you know, it, it helps, you know, reduce the eye strain again for the child. Um, again, with what you can control, because with online virtual uh, schooling now, there's not much we can control with that, unfortunately. But outside from that, parents can definitely... Mm-hmm have more uh, say in terms of how much screen time their child has Um, and uh, and with that too is making sure that the environment is adequate with good adequate lighting Um, so the ergonomics is super important and that's the other thing too with our little tiny humans what happens is when they're holding something like a tablet or a phone or even a book it's really close to their face right and so physiologically right. uh, physiologically mm-hmm. because you know their arms are shorter just naturally right so um so it's mm-hmm. always just being mm-hmm. mindful again is just saying oh hey you know uh you know bring that material out uh, further away from your face so i always like to say just make sure that angle at your elbow is almost uh, not a straight line necessarily but a uh, you know a, a nice uh angle so rather than a right angle or even an acute angle with your el- elbow uh, make sure that's more of an obtuse angle. So you're not looking at looking at your screen right at your, at your face because um, that certainly increases the eye strain. So here's the beauty of it all is that, you know, our kids also, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of um, signs of dry eye in kids as well, which is kind of scary because dry eyes typically is something you think of happening in adults or seniors. But now I'm seeing a significant amount of tissue changes in children so because of um, children increasing their screen time and increasing the risk factors for myopia, we're also seeing increased risk for dry eyes. So it's all connected. Um, and, of course, yeah. Um, and Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess I think the last thing, of course, is just the uh, same thing, like the holistic approach is to make sure that your kids are eating and incur uh, a balanced diet because you are what you eat for sure. Um, and of course, having routine mm-hmm. examinations again, you know, visiting your eye doctor, they should know the risk, and if they see anything, it's all about catching it and with early detection. Therefore, we can diagnose it earlier and have better treatment options for your child at that point, too. So yeah, those are the main points. <laughs> um- yeah
0: absolutely wow this was super amazing uh definitely learned a lot um and with COVID, all of us you know are are staying inside or looking at our computers or um or phones or tv for too Mm -hmm. long so definitely things to to consider and it's all about prevention as you said um and we don't have to wait for a red flag or signs and symptoms if you know we're taking action before that happens Hopefully, we don't have to deal with the consequences. (laughs) That's the hardest part. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Natalie, this was so great. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, And can you also share uh, with whoever that's uh, listening today... Uh, where they can Absolutely. find you. Um,
1: I am quite active on social media as well. So that was kind of the pivot for me uh, with my with my uh, business. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely find me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And so you can just simply uh, search for me with Dr. So Dr. Natalie Chai, all lowercase, all one word. Um, I try to post a lot of educational information on that. And, you know, physically where I practice is out of Edmonton, South Edmonton at Precision Eye Care. Uh, so there's a lot of connection points where you can, again, Google me that way, too. So, yes, that's how where I am. <laughs> yes,
0: Perfect. Well, thank you. Have a great yes. new year and um, all the Have best the for 2021. You've been listening to the Prompt Health Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, and check us out on our website, prompthelp.ca. Subscribe for free to keep listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen from. Ratings and reviews would mean the absolute world to us. And tell your friends, Prompt Health is the next big thing find similar episodes every Sunday. Until next time...